Hey guys, welcome to the Rework the Quirk podcast. My name is Brendan and we're here today to discuss another interesting topic. So today we've got Alan. Hey, hey. Ben. Hey, Brendan. And Sar. What's up? Not much. Not much. much. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, not a question. It's not my greeting. That's how I greet. I don't say hi. I just, what's up? Or, yeah, anyways, fine. what are we talking about today? What's, what's the theme? <laughs> Yeah, awesome. The theme today is something that I'm super interested in. Um, it's the great resignation, something that's come mm. out of COVID. And um, I feel like I've been part of it. So like I recently left my job, um, moved to a new job, and I did it to find a bit more meaningful meaningfulness in my life, um, mm. but also because there was opportunities available. Um, so there was a lot of different factors, but um, the great resignation it has suddenly become a thing in the world. Mm. Can someone define great recognition? Because I've read multiple definitions over the internet. So what is our definition of great resignation? That's a good point, sir. And I think that, you know, with the definitions that are out there, I think that they encompass both those people who are moving from one job to another. And on the other hand, it also encompasses those people who have dropped out of the workforce altogether. So I think, you know, for, for, for today's discussion, we can probably encompass both of those into into the definition for the great resignation well i mean i think there's got to be a lot of psychology behind this right there's got to be a lot of reasons why people are leaving has anybody sort of researched what's our research found there's a number of different reasons you know everyone's got their own but i think when i had a look on the internet there was three main values and anyone out there correct me if i'm wrong and certainly add more if you like but some of the the main reasons i saw was the employees had a need to feel valued. And I think that that's been a universal trait, I think. It's not just specific for this era. I think that, you know, that could be something that would be applicable to whatever era we're in. Um, the second one was the unfulfilled promise of work-life balance. And I think that one's quite appropriate in, in our day and age because now we're able to, to work from home. I think that the, the promise of more work-life balance was there perhaps maybe in the in the initial interview but for many i think what they found was that the promise for work life balance was just the disguise for longer hours and a heavier workload to be honest and you know when, when your work life and your personal life becomes intertwined under the one roof then it really doesn't become work life balance at all anymore so i think that would be one of the major factors as well that's contributing to the great resignation but another one that I found interesting was uh, the longing for real meaning. And, you know, I think that that's, that's interesting. I think that this opportunity recently has given everyone the time to think about what are they actually working for? And perhaps it's, it's given them this, this sense and maybe a call to action to seek more meaning in work. Uh, I get where you're coming from with the value bit, Alan. Um, since when I've started working from home, I've had, you know, not a lot of interactions with people uh, working from home. You don't go into the office. You don't share your ideas with your managers. You can't impress them. There is sort of that, like, I guess, lack of motivation. I just feel like I'm just coming in, doing my work, um, and that's it, you know. And it's hard to get in contact with people. I can't talk and, you know, talk with other stakeholders within the team, share my ideas. Yeah, I, I do feel where people are coming from when, you know, there isn't that value. I, I don't feel like a human that provides input, creative ideas on how to resolve items. I'm just, yeah, like a robot, just doing my work, that's done. And and people 
I guess, can resonate with that. And that's why the great resignation has occurred. There is no purpose in their role. And I guess people are changing careers as well, especially imagine hospitality. Now you're going to have to check for people's COVID status to make sure that, you know, we know here in um, Australia, you got to make sure people are double vaxxed to come into, I guess, um, a restaurant or, you know, a bar or a or whatever it may be, and you, you just cop the abuse, where prior to that, that was a part of their job description, and it just adds another element of stress to the workers. So I, I can see where employees are coming from, where um, they're searching for more value in their work-life career. Yeah, there is, um, as you said, there is additional pressure, and there is new rules and regulation, new policies that people are to comply with. Um so there are two two major sectors, and I was reading this in the Harvard Business Review. One is the health and technical sector. So in the health, we all know how much demand they are in and how much pressure they are in to treat everyone. So they are a bit like they are overworked and to the point of like burnout, and that's why a lot of people in the health sector are leaving their jobs. And like there is a three point six percent increase in the health sector. But more than that, there is an increase in the tech sector because there's an increased demand for the tech workers since they are working from home and there's no like a end time for a technical worker. If you're coding, you can code in the morning, you can code in the night. So there is no time where you have to interact with the customer directly. So there is an additional pressure for them to deliver and a lot more people are quitting. And interestingly, the majority of the people who are quitting belongs to a age group of 30 to 45 uh, and that's been a 20% increase from last year to this year. And there are multiple factors to it. One, initially, in, in before COVID, there were people who were, at the beginning of the career, they were quitting to get better opportunities. But now, since I can imagine they these are people with kids and families and they have to homeschool their kid as well as manage their jobs. And like, there is just, there's no break time for them at all. And so they are also exhausted and since they have some financial savings, they can decide to quit and take a break and take a sabbatical to just, you know, travel or relax and have some time for themselves. Uh, initially, uh, people in the younger brackets, they can't do that because they don't have the financial stability. They are still working to save money. And given the market, it prefers people with a bit more experience since everybody is working remotely, everybody is working with the computer employers are not going after people who are at entry level jobs because they want somebody who can who already knows they what they're doing and there is higher risk of hiring somebody and then they would have to it would be so problematic to train them online whereas you could have trained them in person conducted workshops all of this are out of question now i totally agree with you I'm, i kind of fall into that age bracket size and what you're saying to me i could so relate i was like oh you know i've built up the skills i'm not at that entry level, but I kind of like want something more in life. So yeah, that does make a great point. So in that age bracket, I wonder if it's the same with like retirement age as well. There's this concept, Ben, of the great retirement that I've also heard about. It's like the great resignation and the great retirement. I think Alan mentioned it earlier. And it's where like a lot of people actually leaving the workforce. So I think studies have shown that actually a lot of baby boomers, they're reaching that sort of 50 to 65 year old age and they're actually leaving the workforce. And COVID's actually getting them to leave a lot earlier, which means that there's a lot more jobs available. And in a similar vein to what Sal was saying, they're probably looking for more experienced people because they're losing experienced people. 
Uh, we're also finding that, you know, there's less international workers. A lot of them went back to, you know, their home countries during COVID to be with their friends and family. So we've also lost a different set of skilled workers as well. Interestingly, I think, Alan, the last one you mentioned was actually about re- finding real meaning. And that one really resonates with me. As I mentioned, I sort of moved from a corporate to a not-for-profit. And it was actually about sort of finding that self-fulfillment inside and really doing something that I thought was meaningful. Um, And one of the things that I find now is that a lot of people are interviewing their companies. So instead of being interviewed by a company and actually seeing that, you know, the company wants you, it's actually, do you want to work for that company? Um, And it's the other way around. It's less about the money, less about the perks. It's more about, are you going to find value for working for that company? And I find that really fascinating. That's interesting. The person that actually wrote about the Great Resignation, he actually predicted this, Brendan. So he said that employers would need to cater to the employees. So they would need to provide perks or flexibility to these employees because there's been this great resignation and they need to adapt to, I don't know, try to attract the best talent. Like you were saying, you're being interviewed, but you were more interviewing the employer back then it was back to front where the employee would get grilled but now we're, I feel like we've got the upper hand you know it's funny is there the huge shift for companies to actually create work environments catered for a lot of things that are outside of the job description so you know providing free breakfast providing free dinner and all these sorts of things but in addition to that what what I found interesting as well is that in order to keep high performing individuals I think that leaders in this day and age, they need to also have a higher level of emotional understanding or even even like a really deep understanding of human psychology and what really motivates people. You know, when, when I was reading up on that, I was surprised that there was actually a framework for ethical leadership. And the acronym for, for that is FATHER, F-A-T-H-E-R. And it stands for fairness, accountability, trust, honesty, equality, and respect. And I, and I thought that that was like a really interesting thing because companies are going to say all these things and provide you with all these benefits. But ultimately, when you're working for someone, you need to ensure that they're, they're also of the same same sort of wavelength and same sort of understanding. So they're really focusing on, you know, managers soft skills instead of just you know, looking for hard skills from that age bracket that, Sarah, you mentioned before? Absolutely, Alan. Um, I think emotional understanding is a deep requirement and not just for the employers and the, I mean, the managers, but the entire company have to think from a perspective of how can we retain good talent? What can we do to make their life better? I think it's very, like, since everybody's retiring, everybody's looking for meaning, and the work has to restructure themselves to be more meaningful for their employees. And that's going to be the next big ask by every employee. Brendan, you are muted. Good work, Brendan. Good work, Brendan. Am I on mute? <laughs> I actually love this topic. Guys, I think um, no, fantastic discussion. I totally agree. Like, so I can see my company already actually thinking about these things as well, which is fantastic. Now, look, my closing take on this is that I would definitely recommend that people start rethinking or at least having a look at where they are in their careers and whether there might be better opportunities out there at the moment. One for yourself, your meaningful, the value that adds to your life, your work-life balance and the culture and general sort of feeling at your job as well. 
So uh, look, thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. It's a new format. We'd love to know what you think. And definitely give us a follow on your favorite podcast program and on Instagram at Rework the Quirk. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.